0: Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, answering your non-traditional pre-med questions. Yes, we call you an old pre-med, but you are a non-traditional pre-med wanting to start medical school in a non-traditional journey. Today, we have a question that exemplifies the non-traditional pre-med students. Before we jump in, though, I wanna talk about the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. As this episode comes out, it's August 2022, which means if you count August, September, October, November, December, January, we're six months away from kind of a normal MCAT timeline for people applying in 2023 to start medical school in 2024. Time flies. Make sure you have a plan. Go get a free account over at blueprintmcat.com and use that free account to use their study planner tool to make sure that you have the best plan possible looking forward in these next few months before your MCAT. Again, blueprintmcat.com for that free study planner tool. So let's jump into our question today. Our student asks, I'm a junior in college and I'm a psych major last year and I wanted to shift gears and commit to pre-med but with COVID it made getting some of those requirements hard. I'm looking at a post back to get my required classes in and found one that seems like a great fit. I have a 3.97 and a 4.0 science GPA. I'm 32 and most of my work experience has been in the service industry, serving, cooking, managing, and volunteering at outreach programs and clinics. I had our first baby during COVID and left the service industry to spend time at home with him. Around 10 months old, we realized he is deaf. He's actually the fifth fifth generation in our family and something we're quite proud of. However, this also means I'm driving two hours, three times a week to his speech therapy, have a ton of audiology appointments as well, have meetings with a deaf mentor and ASL classes. I have at least one of these five days a week, sometimes two of them in the same day. We are planning on moving to a more populated area with a deaf school and our son will be able to do almost everything we have now in one place. So it'll be easier and my husband has a flexible schedule so he'll be able to take him to school when I'm in school. We weren't going to move until I was accepted to a program though. I think my grades will be solid but I'm worried about getting clinical and shadowing experience and as we are very rural... And I have a very crazy schedule. There also are not a lot of opportunities within a two-hour drive. I'm very proud of my story and caring for a son and wondering if this will mean anything on my application. I know I want to go into psychiatry and serve the deaf community and keep volunteering with outreach programs. So I'm uh, I'm feeling prepared in that area, but it might not be enough on an application. So let's talk about this perfect non-traditional story. A parent, a spouse, someone who has lots of responsibilities outside of the general kind of pre-med responsibilities of taking classes, getting clinical experience, doing some research, all of these fun things like shadowing, blah, blah, blah. But just like our last episode, episode 307, the goal of getting clinical experience, the goal of shadowing is to prove to yourself that this is what you want. And then you take that knowledge and you write in your essays why it is you wanna go into medical school. So it's very hard for you as a non-traditional student who has worked in the service industry, who was a psych major, who now has a, a child who is deaf, it's hard for an admissions committee to understand why it is all of a sudden you want to be a doctor it has to make sense and yes having a child with a disability is a huge and and i know i i know uh, a lot in the deaf community don't consider uh being deaf as a disability. So just in general, children with disabilities or children who need a lot of extra care uh, and resources like your child does, the, the situation here is not just, ooh, I liked taking care of my own kid, getting him all of the resources that he needs and, and so on and so forth. The goal here is, is to make it logical. I liked getting resources for my child, therefore I want to be a, a psychiatrist. My son is deaf, I want to be a psychiatrist. There's no log, logical connection there. Psychology to psychiatry is a, a very much a more logical connection. And where the logical connections typically come from is from clinical experiences, from shadowing to help yourself understand why you're doing this so that you can turn around and help The reviewers help the medical schools understand why you are doing this. Without those logical connections, a medical school will go great. You have a 395 GPA or 397 GPA. You you hopefully crushed the MCAT. You have taken care of your child who needs some extra care uh, as he's learning to navigate this world as as a, a deaf person. I think that is all wonderful. And help me understand where this desire to be a physician comes from. Because if I don't understand it, then there's going to be a harder time for the medical schools to go, okay, we know that that they can handle the classwork. The grades prove that. The MCAT score proves that they can sit for eight hours and take a big standardized test. We're, we're great stat-wise, academic-wise, no problem but are they going to come to our program? Are they going to be an integral part of our community and enjoy taking care of people other than their own child? That is the big question mark that you have to answer. Number one for yourself, and I will keep harping that, it's for you to then turn around and show them. So I think as you are planning all of your schedule, you may need to slow down a little bit to allow time for you to get some clinical experience. And yes, taking care of your child, you can probably put that on your application as clinical experience. All of the appointments and, and speech language pathology and, and all of those all of those appointments, all the speech therapy, et cetera, you can, you can potentially put that down as clinical experience. And it shouldn't be your only clinical experience. And you should probably shadow too. So look at your timeline and and make sure that you are doing everything possible to make the best decisions for not only yourself, your child, your spouse, your family, but also to make you the most competitive applicant that you can be, that you personally can be. And sometimes that means slowing down a little bit to make room for more things. So I'll leave it at that. Hopefully that was helpful. I hope uh, you learn ASL smoothingly well and and can communicate well with your child. I love ASL. It's one of those skills that I wish I had um, and and one that I potentially can still go get. Um, So never, never say never. Um, Enjoy your journey. And hopefully, 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 you can communicate to the admissions committees why you're doing this outside of, I was a psych major, now I want to be a psychiatrist. Hopefully this was helpful. Again, if you have questions for the old Pre-Meds podcast, go to premedhangout.com. We are pulling questions from there. Our old premeds form or non-traditional form from previous is still there, but it is read only. You cannot ask questions there anymore since it was harder to navigate all these different places we had students asking questions. So go to premedhangout.com. That is our Facebook group and ask your question there with the hashtag OPM question. Again, that's OPM for old premeds question. Use that hashtag on your post. And hopefully we'll get to it here on the podcast. Don't forget to go check out blueprintmcat.com for all of their amazing free resources, including that study planner tool.